Episode number 54, The Relationship Conflict Cycle. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. All right, welcome back to the Fighting for Connection podcast. About a month ago, here at Pivotal Approach, we began tackling some pretty big projects. And because of that, uh, myself and, and the amazing ladies that work behind the scenes that maybe you don't know as well, we've really been doubling down and trying to tackle these these big projects and uh, bring them forward to you guys. One of which uh, you guys are seeing there, the, uh, if you don't know about it, we and I'll talk about it more here at the end, but uh, we're doing the virtual couples retreat, which takes a surprisingly uh, large amount of work and effort to pull off. But what I've found just amazing is uh, these gals that are working here are aligned with the same goal that I have, and that's to help couples understand what is getting in the way of their closeness and connection and to learn skills to create a loving and secure bond. And that's really what this podcast is all about, and that's uh, what my work here at Pivotal Approach is all about. It's helping people who are in relationships who are struggling. And um, and that isn't just uh, on the surface relationship stuff. There are uh, things like, uh, you know, trauma and depression and anxiety and things like that, that also get in the way of the relationships that we have. So while a large portion of my work here is focused on you know, romantic type relationships. I I work in a lot of other situations in a variety of different uh, things that individuals are dealing with that also impact their ability to show up in relationships and um, and function in in the world and the society all around us. And uh, I think those things too. I guess from my perspective are relational issues. They prevent us from having the connections that we're, we're hoping for and looking for in our life. So we as a team have this mission to help you have the best relationship and the best relationships that are possible for you. Uh, and how we do this is we help you by supporting you, by inspiring you, and by teaching you skills that help you break cycles of conflict that show up in every relationship. Now, throughout the past uh, 53 episodes here on the Fighting for Connection podcast, I've referenced uh, and maybe even gone into, to some degree, the conflict cycle. But the more that I've uh, I've done the work that I do, uh, the more I really believe that the core of so much uh, relational issues is is understood through the conflict cycle and solved uh, by skills that are embedded in once you learn the conflict cycle, you learn the skills to come out of the conflict cycle. And what that does is it helps restore uh, the security within the relationship. It helps 
clarify what is going on in the relationship, where we're at, the care that is there. And through that, we can often repair and restore and develop even a, a secure and loving bond. And um, and so I feel like it's really important to spend some time here and help you guys really understand what this is, what this conflict cycle is, because I feel like you can you can conceptualize it, but it's really understanding it and it's really believing it uh, that has, you know, uh, that really releases the power that's contained within the conflict cycle. So every person listening to this podcast can be a cycle or a conflict cycle breaker. Uh, it's a skill and we can constantly get better at it. It's not something that you figure out once and then you have it all figured out forever. You know, as a, as a kid, I used to have like this, like these two nails that were bent in a, in kind of a, I don't even know how to describe the shape, but they were, when you bought the two nails, they were, they were bent and they were stuck together. And it was, I think it was called like a mind bender puzzle or something like that. But you had to figure out kind of how to maneuver those two nails so that they could untangle and separate from each other without bending the nail, of course. Um, but but the thing about it is the first time I got that puzzle, I think I got it at like the Science Museum of Minnesota and I spent um, whatever it was, like the bus ride home from the field trip figuring out this nail. And um, I don't even know if I was... I was able to figure it out, but someone else figured it out first. And then, uh, and then they showed me how to do it. And as soon as they showed me how to do it, the puzzle was done. Like I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to go back to, uh, the place where Brett was trying to figure out how to remove these two nails from each other. Uh, you know, cause you could, you could put the puzzle back together but it was no longer a puzzle. It was uh, you put the nail back together, and then you and then you put the, you know you took them apart, and uh, there was no difficulty to it anymore. It, once I knew the answer, I had the puzzle solved, and there wasn't really much more growth that I could do from that point. Uh, and the conflict cycle isn't like that. I would describe it more like shooting a basket or shooting a puck, or um, Maybe like playing it, playing some sort of an instrument, any instrument, probably, uh, or I don't know, like I'm not even sure, like knitting. I, I don't know. It is. I, I feel like knitting would be something that would be like a, a, a skill that's on a continuum that can you can always get better at. But what do I know? Uh, so you get the point. Let let let's take the uh, let's take the instrument example. To be good at an instrument, it, it seems like you need some knowledge for sure. Again, I'm kind of speaking out of my lane here because <laughs> uh, if you knew me, I, I I don't know how to I don't know how to play play any instrument. Uh, I have a hard time playing my uh, my own voice, uh, whistling. Uh, put me on an instrument, and and uh, it'd be even all the more worse. But I, I like what instruments can do, and um, but I, I digress. So to, to play an instrument, you need some knowledge. You need to know like how to read notes. You need to know what mu you know, what songs sound like, what the melody sounds like, uh, all of these things. 
And then and then you also need to, along with knowledge, you can't just like read a book and learn and know how to play a piano, I think. I think you got to teach your body how to make the right moves, right? How to how your arms and fingers have to move uh, in coordination to make the music that you want to make. So to do this, you have to practice. You have to learn and then practice, learn and then practice. And you can always improve. My girls are in piano lessons, right? And, uh, and they're, they're at this point where it's like, wow, like I would say they know how to play the piano, right? But they're very, very uh, young in their, in their skill level, right? They're, they're just beginning. Uh, and that is evident. But what also is evident is that they can play the piano. So, so there's this, there's this kind of like, okay, you know how to play the piano now. And now there, there's this, you know, big expanse of, of ability that is available to them in front of them if they continue to learn and they continue to practice. The ceiling is truly limitless there. So it's really is something that, uh, like if, if we all were learning how to play the piano, we, I think anybody and everybody here, if we all knew how to play the piano, and there's people on here, I'm sure, who do know how to play the piano, right? Every one of them can see that they could improve their skills on the piano, no matter how good they are at it. And and I think you, you get the point um, that, that with breaking conflict cycles, uh, we have the same... We have the same uh, like continuum that we were, were faced with. There's people who who have you know some skill in breaking conflict cycles, and there's some who have more skills in, in breaking conflict cycles. But we all can decide to develop and improve our skills if we want to, and. And even with like playing an instrument, there's probably people who are naturally gifted at playing instruments. And, and, uh, there's other people who have, you know, a lot of learned skill. And it may be that you have naturally developed ways, uh, to play instruments. And, uh, and it may be that, you know, there's people out there who just through their, their genetics, uh, the opportunities that were available to them, they don't need to learn as much as, as some other people when they sit down and, and begin to play an instrument. And with conflict cycles, it can be the same thing. It may be that you've naturally developed ways to break cycles. Uh, you've naturally learned how to regulate yourself. You've naturally learned how to repair relationships when they've uh, become hurt or, or in conflict. And you have the ability to show up clearly and in alignment with who you want to be. And you can communicate in an inviting way into the relationship with clarity. There, there are those people who, who just naturally have developed those things. And they don't need to sit down and, and learn like, like me. You know, I, th- I think that there are some of you out there who are more like me, who don't have and haven't developed as much of that natural talent. We have to work a lot harder to learn how to show up in relationships so that our relationship does not become a casualty of the confusion that happens when uh, we're in the conflict cycle. And 
that's okay too, right? We can decide to sit down and learn how to uh, break these conflict cycles. We can sit down and decide, I'm going to improve this skill. And and there really is some uh, clear pathways that we can go down to learn these skills, to develop a better sense of uh, how to show up in relationships, of how to resolve uh, the conflict cycle, of how to resolve the hurt and the pain and and the confusion that happens within a relationship. And I think that that's a a message I really want to get through here is that uh, if you are in a relationship that seems to struggle, there is good news that where there is hurt, where there is worry, where there is frustration and resentment, those things are present. There is something you can do. There is a skill that you can learn. And when we can see that, because I feel like so many people are there and they're they're feeling hopeless, they're in despair, they don't know what to do. And uh, I think it's so important to get this message out that there are really, uh, really practical, logical, clear, uh, there's, there's a process and a system that you can learn that is going to help you with those things. Now, this, this isn't magic. Uh, so if your spouse doesn't care about you, doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, doesn't love you, there there isn't, or I guess I haven't found like a, a potion that will make them love you or make them care about you. Uh, there doesn't seem to be like a supplement that I could offer that is going to like increase their love and, and uh, make them decide to care about you and love you. But what I have found is that even in some of the most contentious relationships, uh, there are two people behind the contention that really do care about each other. Uh, that really do want to create a re- uh, secure relationship with each other. Uh, but they have suffered from so many long-term and escalated conflict cycles that they believe they don't matter to each other. Uh, they worry that there isn't love in the relationship, right? And what I've told so many of my clients is that, you know, if, if you think someone doesn't care about you, what's your natural inclina- inclination, right? Right. We tend to push that person away. We tend to not care about that person in return. And and in this way, we kind of feed each other this, this feeling that we don't care about each other. And, uh, and it just can drive us further and further apart. And, and that's the piece that we have to learn how to break. And we have to be able to establish uh, this clarity within the relationship that we do care about someone, that we do want to be in a relationship with them, that we do want to secure bond with them. And the only way that I know for sure how to do this is is to make sure that you're regulating you. A lot of people here, they go to work to figure out how to get the other person to show up first so then they can kind of drop their guard and show up in return. But you have to learn how to take care of your side of the time of the conflict cycle. And, uh, and when you are taking care of your side, uh, of your, of your cycle, of your conflict cycle, this is when I so often see the magic happen. I really think like this is amazing, uh, in a relationship to see when, when, 
when there's this conflict cycle going and we're and we're embattled with each other and, and distance is occurring, uh, and then and then we learn the skills and the process to break the cycle, and all of a sudden the confusion lifts, love is felt, it's seen, and there's two people who've been lost in the chill of the conflict cycle. They begin to feel the warmth of each other's love, and it's it's it is I feel like magic to watch. Uh, you can you can see just how much pain the confusion has has brought these two, and how uh, how just good it feels to uh, begin to feel this reassurance within the relationship. So. If, if this maybe is you, you can learn how to make this possible. And when you do learn this, what I've found is, is that we can begin to reassure each other in the relationship. And when we can learn how to do this, from here, we can have a more clear and caring relationship. Uh, and once that is established, uh, what I've found is that then the love between two people seems to grow. So to kind of make this a little bit more concise, what I see is is that we have two people who do love each other, right? Uh, and once they, once they uh, navigate through the confusion, then love can grow, right? But if there is a situation where there is no love, someone doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, isn't committed to you, doesn't care about you, right? Then, then there's there's something more here that um, that we don't have necessarily any sort of control over in in terms of uh, creating more love. But typically, what we do see is there is a little bit of love, a little bit of care there, more than you would think, by the way. And when clarity uh, is established within the relationship, then this love can begin to grow and foster and the connection can become stronger and stronger and stronger. The more I've done this work, the more I've seen the power that understanding the conflict cycle and learning how to break your conflict cycle has. Personally, for me, it's been such a a gift. It's been amazing in my own personal relationships. But professionally, I've worked with couple after couple and individuals who are in relationships who have learned their conflict cycles and developed their skills and have changed the dynamic in their relationships. Uh, And it's been so amazing to watch that. They have accessed the love and the care that is in their relationships. And they have been able to show up better aligned with who they want to be as a spouse. And this is really just so amazing to watch. It's life-changing. It's life-changing, and it has been for me. It's life-changing, and it can be for you. And it also impacts your closest loved ones, your kids, your spouse, uh, those people in your life that you interact with on a daily basis. And I really want you to see that Learning how to how to break your conflict cycle is is so powerful. It's possible. You can learn how to do it. You can really create change that is positive and uh, has a process and has uh, skills that you can work on and and develop. 
And there's something here that you can do and even some of the most stuck and the most hopeless and the most frustrating situations out there. And uh, I just can't wait to help you see how this is possible and to watch you do it. Over the next few episodes, we will be digging into this conflict cycle much deeper. Uh, if you're wondering what the conflict cycle is, uh, if it if you're wondering if this is happening in your relationship, if you're wondering how do I even understand this conflict cycle for my relationship, uh, maybe you're wondering how to even identify when this conflict cycle is happening, or maybe you're already to the place of like, all right, Brett, I know about my cycle. How do I break it? How do I repair my cycle? You won't want to miss the next few episodes. We're going to be going into all of those things. Uh, and we're going all in on your relationship, on your conflict cycle, and we are going to begin to learn how to develop these skills so that you can break this conflict cycle. I think it's one of the most powerful things we can learn how to do in a relationship. And uh, I'm just so excited to talk to all of you about this and to share all of it with you. And by now, uh, if you're on our email list or if you've listened to the past few podcasts, uh, you know that I'm also excited about our first ever couples retreat. This year, it's 100% virtual. It's $50 and it's packed full of so many of these relationship skills that are going to help you in your relationships. Of course, you can come uh, and, and, and learn uh, all these skills and, and get this inspiration and, uh, and enjoy this retreat by yourself or with your spouse. Uh, but it's going to, either way, if you just show up by yourself, it's going to have a positive impact in your relationship with your spouse. Uh, it's also going to have a positive impact within your home with your kiddos. Uh, and these skills that we're going to be learning on this virtual retreat also apply to every other relationship in your life. Uh, when your uh, home in when your home relationships improve, what I found is is all the aspects of your life seem to improve. It positively affects how you show up at work, with your friends, with your extended family, and so on. Uh, this is a webinar format, so I don't know if you've ever been on a webinar, but you'll be able to access the call. You'll be able to see myself uh, and the other guests that are coming on, but you won't be able to see each other. So nobody will see you except for me and whoever the participant or, or the guest is that uh, is presenting at that time. They'll be able to see your screen name, whatever that is, whatever you input for your screen name. Um, after this, if you're not able to attend this live, you can still sign up and uh, get the recordings for free um, after for a week after uh, Saturday, October 21st. Another thing that is available to you, if you do sign up for uh, the Connected Couples Campus, that's $100 a month or $98 a month. And if you join that before the 21st, you will get access uh, to this retreat for free. So uh, that's something to consider that basically you get uh, CCC for half off 
if you and and you get to come for come to the retreat. So uh, it's another way to to look at this. It's another thing to consider. Uh, and if you have thought about joining CCC, it'd be a good time to do that because you'd kind of get the two for one. If you haven't seen our guest list, I would encourage you to take a look at that. Uh, there's myself. There's uh, Megan Hillica. There's Amy Vanis. There is Dara Denton. There is Zach and Darcy Spafford. There's Natalie Clay. They're all showing up to help you understand your relationships and the common problems that come up in so many relationships. And I think that I'm so excited to learn from them myself. And I know that you will learn so much from them as well. And I've never done this, but I, I feel like this is just something that I've always wanted to do. I've wanted to learn directly from so many of these people. And this is this business really has given me the opportunity to invite them in uh, to to be able to work with them kind of one-on-one. And I'm inviting all of you guys to join me with it because I just think it's such a an amazing opportunity. So I can't wait to see all of you there. I can't wait to dig into the conflict cycle uh, and and that is going to be coming up in, in the next few episodes. But that's it for today. Go out there, be a psycho breaker, uh, take the motivation that you can find within this podcast uh, and begin to apply that motivation to your life, to your relationships. For me, I find that motivation kind of comes in waves. It takes wave after wave after wave to change, you know, to, to make uh, shape uh, or to make change take shape, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If you think like as the tide comes in and goes out, if you've ever been at the beach, it's wave after wave after wave that reestablishes what the beach looks like. Uh, and so when you feel these waves of motivation, take them, make some change happen within your relationship. Make this week another good solid wave towards positive change in your relationship It really is done within, and when you change within, uh, your actions without, uh, or your actions on the outside change, and it's those actions that really begin to create a different dynamic within your relationship. So I will see you all next Monday on the next episode. Have an amazing week, guys. Bye-bye. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com, and become the difference you need in your relationship.